Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today I want to look at a very special prophecy about pierced ears. And uh, I want to ask, has you, have you had your ear pierced? And this is a prophecy of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. You know, at the Christmas season we often refer to the prophecies of Jesus' birth. But actually, if you think about it, the real miracle, when God actually stepped through the door of eternity into the earth, was actually his conception in the womb of Mary. That's what we mean by the incarnation. That's when the word became flesh. Uh, the prophecy of uh, Isaiah, that the virgin will conceive and bear a son. First was the conception, and then nine months later was the birth. The real miracle, as I say, is the conception of Christ. And so we're going to look at the prophecy of his conception. Uh, in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, he was with God, he was God. And then it says in verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So when the Word became flesh, that's his incarnation, his conception. And then when it says he dwelt among us, that's his birth. He pitched his tent among us. So first of all, it's his uh, incarnation. Now, in other places, I've, I've proposed that uh, Jesus was born to fulfill the Feast of Tabernacles. That would have been in October time, which means that his incarnation actually would be around the time of um, Christmas, as we celebrate it. Uh, it would have been at the end of December or early January. Uh, in fact, you can calculate uh, 280 days of a pregnancy back from uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, and guess where you go? Right in the middle of the Feast of Hanukkah. But that's another message. And so Jesus did come into the earth, actually at end of December time. And then he was born, as I say, nine months later. So let us look at this prophecy of what the Messiah said as he was about to step through the door from heaven into earth. Uh, Psalm chapter 40, verse 6. The Messiah is actually speaking, and he says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. In other words, God did not have pleasure or satisfaction in the animal sacrifices. But, he says, my ear you have opened, or my ear you have pierced. Now, another translation, that, that's the Hebrew. The, when it was translated into Greek, the Septuagint, instead of saying, my ears you've opened, it says, a body you have prepared for me. Um, we'll see that that means the same thing in the end. Then he repeats, he says, burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, behold, I come. This is the Messiah saying that he is coming into the earth right now. In the scroll of the book it's written of me. In other words, everything Jesus did was prophesied in, in the book, in the Old Testament. I delight to do your will, O God, my God. Your law is within my heart. And so he's saying animal sacrifices couldn't do the job of saving us from sin. And so he says, therefore, I come. You've prepared me a body and you've opened my ear. We'll talk about what that means. And he now comes to be the final sacrifice and for our salvation. And so the reason, even as he steps through the door from heaven and on the earth, he knows the reason for his coming is to fulfill the sacrifice, to make a sacrifice for us. Hebrews chapter 10 
actually claims that these are the words of Christ himself as he was coming into the world. And uh, because these animal sacrifices were of God, they were teaching aids, but they, they themselves could not save. But they pointed to the one who would save. Let's look at that, Hebrews chapter 10. It's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Therefore, when he came into the world, he, he said, that's Christ, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book it's written of me, and it's written that he would offer himself as a sacrifice. I delight to do your will. In other words, to offer his perfect life as a sacrifice. Oh my God. And then the, he explains, previously saying, sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, behold, I've come to do your will, O God. In other words, he says, he takes away the first that he may establish the second. In other words, he's saying that the sacrifices under the law are now brought to an end. And in order to bring in the second sacrificial system, the sacrifice of himself on the cross. And that will avail and create a perfect new covenant. And then he says, by that will, the will of God was that he died on the cross. By that will, we've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So this is a prophecy about Christ. What he said in heaven as he was about to come into the world as a man. And... He says, a body you have prepared for me. And so as he was coming into the world, he was dedicating himself to God with a willing heart to offer his body as a living sacrifice to do God's will. And, but the original Hebrew doesn't say, a body you've prepared for me, but it says, my ears you have opened <clears throat> or pierced. And that's a very interesting phrase, which... Uh, uh, which we're going to see now, the Old Testament background to that, because actually he's describing himself as God's bondservant, God's love servant, or love slave, love servant. So what's pierced ears got to do with it? And I think you'll find this background interesting. There was a Hebrew custom, you see, there was two kinds of slaves or servants. Number one, if you were in debt, you had to become somebody's servant in order to pay off that debt. But secondly, there were some who were not in debt. They had paid off their debts. And, but nevertheless, they, out of love, they freely gave themselves as bondservants to their master. They do it voluntarily. He's free. He doesn't have to pay any debts. And that's a picture of Christ, you see. Christ had no sin. He had no obligation. He didn't have to die for us. It was entirely done out of love as a free will offering because he loved us and he gave us his life as a ransom and in this situation of a love servant the piercing of the ear refers to what a Hebrew servant did at the time of his freedom because he had paid his debt off but he loved being a servant he wanted to remain a servant out of love for his master and so he presented his ear for piercing against the door, the door or the post, using a sharp metal object called an awl. Uh, and uh, we read about that in Exodus 21. 
If the servant plainly says, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free, then his master will bring him to the judges, he will also bring him to the door, or to the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he will serve him forever. And so this servant is dedicating himself out of love to his master to be this love servant. And he puts his ear against the door. And if the master accepts his dedication, he takes that ear and he opens up that ear with that sharp object. Uh, and this is a symbolic thing of a true servant has his ear open to hear the voice of his master. You see, if you are not a servant of God, you are consumed with your own things and your ear is not open to hear God. Uh, and so it's saying here that Jesus shows us what a true servant of God is like. Out of love, he offers himself and he allows God to open his ear. And now his ear is open to hear and do the master's will. And so that a hearing ear is the key attribute of a servant. It's the manifestation of a dedicated heart. He trusts God. Uh, he trusts his master to um, take care of him. And he devotes himself to serve him. And the master opens the ear. And so it was a mark in the flesh. The opened ear is a mark in the flesh of a true love servant who's ready to do anything to hear and do his master's command. The ear, in a sense, represents his whole body by offering his ear up and say, Lord, I will speak to me and I will do it, is equivalent to offering his whole body up as a living sacrifice. And that's why it says a body you've prepared for me. To, to, my body is to be used for your service. And so he was presenting his whole body as a living sacrifice to serve his Lord forever. And being pierced meant he was willing even to endure pain and sacrifice, to be pierced for the Master's will even. Uh, and so he is showing his dedication. So if the Master accepts the dedication, he consecrates him at the door. Now the door represents the entry into a new life of service. There are doors in your life that you either step through or you don't step through. And Jesus stood at the door between heaven and earth, between eternity and time. And as he stood at the door, he offered himself to God to be that servant, to carry out the will of God. My, your will is in my heart. I delight to do your will. And God accepted his dedication and he opened his ear and get prepared a body for him with which he could step through with that body. He stepped through into the earth to fulfill the will of God. That's how it all happened. The doorpost is like an altar. This is like a sacrifice upon the altar. God says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And being nailed, the ear nailed to the doorpost is, again, a picture of and being offered up on the altar of God to do his will. And, uh, and now the servant of God has an opened ear. If you don't hear God properly, it's, not, it's because you are, have not dedicated yourself to God. Because when you dedicate yourself to God, to say, God, I will do your will, whatever, then he will open your ear and you will start to hear his directions. Why should God speak to you if you've got no intention of doing what he says anyway?
and so he is now prepared for service. His desire to be a servant means that above all he desires to do his master's will and what he needs is an open ear and a body to serve God with. God's given you a body to serve him with and, but he needs you to dedicate yourself to him so that he can open your ear. Jesus is our example. The opened ear is the outward sign that inwardly he is a dedicated servant of God. Well of course Jesus fulfilled that. He was free, he didn't have to be our servant to die for us on the cross but even before he came into the world he dedicated himself to, as a living sacrifice to be God's obedient servant and to serve us and die for us on the cross. That's why he says, I come to do your will, O God. Your law is within my heart. And so notice it is the dedication is done at the door. The door is the entrance into a new life, into a new dimension of life. Maybe you stand at a door in your life, into your future, into your ministry. And it's not gonna, you're not going to walk through that door unless you dedicate yourself as a living sacrifice and allow God to open your ear at that door then you can step through like Jesus did to fulfill his ministry and so God accepted his dedication and sent him through the door into the earth into his ministry that's the incarnation and uh, we read about it in John chapter 10 Jesus talks about this at Hanukkah actually, John 10, most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold, that's the earth, by the door, and the door is the incarnation, by the door, he says there, there was a door that the Messiah had to go through in the earth, um, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, all the false prophets, all the false gurus and so on, they didn't enter into the door. Only Jesus is the true shepherd, he says. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus entered through that door, and he is our saviour. And it says to him, the doorkeeper opens. Now the doorkeeper is the Holy Spirit. And because he dedicated himself to God, then the doorkeeper, the Holy Spirit, opened the door, and that's why Jesus was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, it says the Holy Spirit came upon her. And so the, when you dedicate yourself at the door leading into your future, the doorkeeper, the Holy Spirit, will accept your dedication and consecrate you and set you apart and send you through that door into what he wants you to do. And it says the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep out by name and leads them out. And so Jesus came through the door from heaven to earth in order to open the door for us on the cross that we could be saved and enter God's kingdom. And so when you set, dedicate yourself to God, he will set you apart. He will open your ear to hear him. He will anoint you and open the door of opportunity and ministry for you and send you through that door to serve him. But you have to have your ear pierced. You have to hear, have your ear opened. And this opened ear is essential to be a servant of God. Otherwise, you're just doing your own thing. To being pierced means he's willing to endure pain to do the will of God because he knows the greater glory was coming. And Jesus proved his total love and obedience to the Father because he actually 
was carried that out to the max because he was pierced through on the cross against that wooden altar he was pierced through on the cross what he had symbolically done spiritually done at his incarnation he manifested in the flesh by being pierced through as God's servant as a sacrifice for us on the cross and that then became the door for us into eternal life and so the piercing of Jesus on the cross is the, a mark in his flesh that he is God's love servant dedicated to obey God even unto death and so Jesus was marked by a pierced body wonderful and so Jesus is the picture for us as bond servants of God and that's the apostles love to call themselves you know they did call themselves apostles but they love to call themselves the bond servants of Christ uh, Romans Titus Philippians and so forth and you know it applies to us now because Jesus has paid our sin debt in full. We, do, we are not in debt in that sense. We, our debts have been paid by Jesus. So we don't have to pay our debts by trying to earn our salvation. He has saved us. But now, as our response to God, we now want to be a love servant of God. We choose to serve God as redeemed people. We do it out of love and gratitude. We, our response to God is to present our bodies now as a living sacrifice at the door, ready to enter into a new life of service and power uh, as he reveals his will to us. And we come and we dedicate ourselves and we ask him to accept our dedication and to open our ears to hear his voice uh, so that he can now train us and prepare us and anoint us and equip us to do his will. And that's how we enter into whatever ministry God has for us. We have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And then he'll show us what to do and he'll empower us to do it. We don't necessarily know what he wants us to do. But we have to be willing, whatever he says, to hear it and to do it. And so let me challenge you that uh, to find your place of serving God uh, with all your heart start by coming before God to dedicate yourself and ask God to open your ear to pierce your ear and the Spirit of God will come upon you and he will enable you to hear the voice of God you cannot burst through the door in your own strength you have to come to the door and ask the, ho the doorkeeper to anoint you and release you through that door well, of course, this is the Old Testament background to the very famous verses in Romans 12. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the fact that God loves you so much, he's done so much for you, that out of gratitude, out of love now, you want to respond to him. And it says, the fitting response is this, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's your reasonable response to God. And he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or demonstrate what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Notice the order here. First, the dedication of ourselves to serve and obey God as a living sacrifice. He says, offer your bodies. 
to God. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. Not my will, but your will be done. When you do that, then it says, your mind will be renewed. Because what happens as you do that now, God starts opening your ears and you begin to hear God speaking to you through his word, through his spirit. Your mind becomes renewed and you begin to understand what the will of God is for your life. And the result is also transformation. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Transformation speaks of a, of a release of life from the inside of you. You see, your ministry, your anointing is in your spirit. And as your mind is renewed, so that anointing, uh, that, that who you are in the spirit begins to come forth. And that's called transformation. And so that power, that anointing of God starts coming on you to prepare you and anoint you for service. And then you can demonstrate in your life the perfect and acceptable will of God. And then it's interesting, in verse 3, Romans goes on and describes all the different ministry graces. It says we all have different ministry gifts, different spiritual gifts, some teaching, exhortation, comfort. You can read them all there in, in that uh, list. And this is not a change of subject. What he's saying is that what happens is once you dedicate yourself to God and you start experiencing that transformation then the spiritual gifts that you have in your spirit start getting activated and now he says now you can begin to function in those gifts because now your ear has been pierced and now God's anointing is releasing you into your ministry and so when you go through the door of dedication you start in your spiritual gifts start to operate more positively praise God and so the key is to have an opened ear and that comes from your dedication to God. So as you stand right now at the door of your future, dedicate and surrender yourself to God saying, Lord, you've done everything for me. You've created me, you've saved me, you've given me a life, you've given me a hope. What can I do for you? I delight to do your will, O oh God. Just write your law, write your instructions for my life on, on my heart. I want to hear your voice. Share with me what's on your heart today for my life and ministry. I'm not going to second guess you, Lord. I want to hear what you have for me so that I can align myself with your will and, and start moving as you want me to move. And the Bible says that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. You can hear the voice of God. God wants you to hear his voice. It's my sheep, those who belong to me, those who are dedicated to me will hear him. You do hear his voice, but if you want to hear his voice more and more clearly, then you have to dedicate yourself more to God every day. Pray, Lord, not my will, your will be done. I want to hear your voice. Open my ears. And when you dedicate yourself to God in that way, I guarantee you, God will hear your prayer. And the doorkeeper will start to uh, open the door for you and the anointing of God will come upon you. The missing ingredient, the reason why people don't go through that, their door is because of there isn't a dedication to God to be his servant, to do whatever he says. We're a bit afraid to make that kind of dedication. We don't know what God's going to tell us to do, but that's where you have to trust God and surrender to God. 
And it might be something that you expect. It might be something that's different. But you've just got to be willing to do his will, whatever. God knows what's best. He knows what he made you for. And he wants you to be fulfilled. He put in your spirit what you're meant to do. And you will find your joy and fulfillment in doing his will. It may be different to what you have in your head, but that doesn't matter. Well, it is important to, if you're seeking revelation from God, that you are not just seeking revelation for its own sake, but rather to be more obedient to God in your life. Uh, if you just want to be titillated, then that you don't qualify. But when you dedicate to God, then you qualify to receive what you need to know to live your life. So don't just go for knowledge, but go for that which will help you be more obedient to God. Well, if you dedicate yourself to him, he will open your ear and he will put his instructions in your heart and you will find yourself becoming fruitful. The more you dedicate yourself to God, the more your ears will be open, the more your mind will be renewed, the more of his light and presence and anointing then will be able to fill your soul. You determine the degree of that. And so, as Jesus dedicated himself at the door between heaven and earth, it says, God gave him a body, a body you've prepared. And with that body, he was able to serve God. And in the same way, when you dedicate yourself to God, he will give you whatever you need to get his will done. He'll give you that anointing. He'll give you that spiritual gift. He'll give you his wisdom to accomplish what he did. It's just like at Jesus' baptism. Jesus actually was dedicating himself to God at that doorway through the waters of baptism. That was the door into his supernatural ministry. He dedicated himself to God. He was saying, Lord, I'm willing to die, be buried, rise again for you. And then the power of the Holy Spirit, the doorkeeper, came upon him and released him into that supernatural ministry. And he, and, and he went forth in the power of God. That's a picture of what God wants to do in each of our lives. I want to encourage you to get two of my CD series, which are my favorites really, that build a strong foundation for your faith through understanding our covenant with God, the blood covenant and also the covenant names of God. If you have this in your heart, you will have such confidence in your covenant with God. Each series has eight CDs in and uh, it will strengthen your life greatly. My series on the book of Revelation, which goes right from the beginning all the way through to the end, verse by verse, is, was actually 29 messages in all of half an hour. And we've had at requests that uh, people can have the whole series together. So we've put these series on seven DVDs and you'll get all 29 episodes on seven DVDs and it will be 70 pounds and you will have all of those teachings together on that DVD series which you can use to to show in in home groups and in different contexts so let me encourage you to get the whole series thank you for watching you can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel you're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH.
You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.